Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey guys, what's up? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 83, Tricking Your Brain. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, a couple of quick announcements. Come find me on Snapchat. My username is tretcher, and you're missing out, guys. There is a lot of fun, a lot of fun chatting uh, back and forth, funny faces and videos, and just connecting with you guys and hearing about how the show is impacting your life. And if you haven't been on Snapchat before, I really encourage you to. It's a great way to connect with friends and family, and it's a great way to connect with me. So I hope to see you guys on it. In addition, the Positivity Effect store is live. Head over, guys, to positivityeffects.com. And any purchase that you make during the month of May, so from now until June 5th, if you just put in the promo code LAUNCH, you'll get 10% off that order. So guys, thank you for checking it out and for supporting the show. Today we have Kelly Higdon back on. She is a mental health coach professional. She not only helps individuals uh, improve their mental health, she also works with other mental health care professionals to help them get their practice back on track. And Kelly just had a wonderful eye-opening conversation with us yesterday and we spoke very transparently about her life and in areas that she improved upon and, and Today, we, we talked very powerfully about the power of how we trick our own brain. We kind of got into a little bit at the end of yesterday, and if you didn't listen to yesterday's conversation, I really encourage you to do so, especially those last few minutes. They were very, very powerful. But today, we really get, we get into that topic deeply of how our brain is influenced by outside things. For example, how brain, our brain can be influenced by television. So I'm really looking forward to today's episode and today's topic. You guys can reach out to Kelly at kellyhigdon.com. You can also email her, kelly at kellyhigdon.com. So guys, help me welcome her now, and it will help me... So help me welcome her back to The Positivity Effect. Hey, what's going on, Kelly? Welcome back. Thank you for having me back again. I guess it was okay enough that I could uh, that's it you, you passed again. yeah you passed, passed the test <laughs> so I think you know everything we said yesterday was it was a really wonderful conversation but towards the end I think was very profound hmm. and we, we were having fun with it we were laughing about it but it was so it really is so important about we just used the example about even the tv shows that we watch yeah what you fill your mind with you think we like to think that it's not affecting us and it's just, it's Hollywood and it's a show and it's not real, but your mind doesn't know the difference. Your mind doesn't know that that's not real. And that's why they say too, if you want to have more empowering thoughts in your life, if you want to have more life, a live a life of abundance, if you want to attract more wealth or the right people into your life, you have to think it first. So you have to visualize. They say, go Mm -hmm. to bed at night, visualizing what you want. Mm -hmm. And you always hear the great, the greats. Even somebody like Walt Disney. I uh, just heard the story about when he, when he passed away. He passed away before Disney World opened up, 
Right. And they said, oh, well, isn't that such a shame? I think he were talking to his, his family member. Like, isn't it a shame that he didn't get to see this? And they said, no, no, no. He saw this before anybody else did. Yeah. And such a powerful, yeah, it's so powerful that, so coming to, to that analogy about what we fill our heads with with TV, I was, t- I was sharing with you just before we got on the call about the, the story about my own life of how yeah. I was sharing this with my, my audience a few episodes ago about how I had really the chains, I've been pulled down by, by coming across pornography at a very young age and how it affected my life and, and removing that from my life has really opened up so many doors and opportunities and, and made really brought peace into my life. So it's it's so powerful really when we when we think about the things that are filling our head and our mind. Yeah. Can I give you an example of that? Would that yes, be okay? Absolutely. So if anyone's listening and for you, I want you to just do this little fun exercise to just kind of show you the power of your brain. I want you to um, hold out your hand <laughs> and I want you to imagine a lemon in your hand and just kind of imagine feeling the lemon, the rind, you know, that smooth kind of little dimpled skin. And I want you to imagine taking a knife and cutting the lemon and the juices are dripping down your hand. You can smell that tart, pungent, lemony scent. You hold it up to your nose, smell it, take it in. And I want you to imagine getting ready to take a huge bite out of it. You know it's coming. You know it's going to be sour. And I want you to imagine sinking your teeth into it, the acidity, the, the flavor of the lemon. Now, did you notice anything about your mouth? My mouth is watering like crazy. <laughs> exactly. Right? Your brain is preparing for something that doesn't exist your brain wow. is preparing your entire body to digest something that doesn't exist. Wow. <laughs> that is right? powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So like this goes like with your food and everything, which is funny. This is what I learned also in college, like why we don't drink Diet Coke, because your body is preparing to digest something that's full fat, full sugar. And then it gets something that isn't, so it kind of holds on to calories. It's in starvation mode because, you know, what you're tricking your brain. <laughs> and that's not, your body doesn't like that. So just think about this concept of whatever you, like you watch a show um, that can raise your endorphins, um, raise your anxiety, your body can feel like it's going through something scary when, when it's not even real. So that stuff impacts and they talk about this is like basketball players um, can sit and imagine a game going through different plays and their body, their physiology will respond, will elevate as if it's preparing for the game. So this is why. So profound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it even reminds me of earlier on in my my childhood growing up listening to music uh-huh. so there's music that i love and yeah there it just the feel of it the way that the 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 instruments and the you know everything put together but what i didn't realize at that young age was was the impact of the words mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it was so it was a time in my life when i was having more trouble with with relationships and mm-hmm. uh, and dating and and i didn't realize that I was filling my head constantly with songs that were very like would almost make me feel depressed. 
uh-huh. because they were the songs they were songs about dating and having failed relationships and they were very sad and you could, you would almost like you'd be listening to the music because you enjoy it and you feel like it's even if it's rock and it's uplifting like the feel of the song is uplifting the words would actually pull you down mm-hmm. and then you go to meet somebody and you hang out with them and and you created this whole scenario in your head that didn't even exist. And they're like wondering like, why is he like <laughs> acting this way? Yeah. And it's, yeah. really, it's really powerful. Like you said that your mind is preparing for something. It's creating something that didn't exist. And now it's making, it's putting it out there into the world and making it. So now when I go back and I hear these songs that I used to love growing up, I'm like, I can't let if, as good as the quality of music it is as well written and how they, mm-hmm. the artists put it together. I'm like, I can't, right. I can't even listen to it anymore because right. it puts me right back into that, that state of scarcity and of depression. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And so like, if you're anxious or you're fearful, your mind creates stories around these things. You anticipate, you know, Oh, what is that person going to think or say, or how's this going to work out? And your body's already in this anxiety mode um, and <laughs> you know, it's, that's what you're bringing into your relationship. That's what you're bringing into your business. That's, you know, it's showing up everywhere because it started within your mind first. Yes. And you, you hear about in, in relationships, how one party could be very anxious about something and they create a yeah. whole scenario in their head about something that doesn't even exist. Yeah. And then that's the argument is like, what are you talking about? Like that, yes. that doesn't even exist. And the person <laughs> It's you know, it's hard to have that conversation with them because for them it's very real. They feel like that's actually happening to them. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. And so when you have somebody come come to you with those those scenarios, how do you how do you stop that pattern? How does the person start to recognize like, oh wow, this is not actually happening. This is more fantasy in my mind. I need to get back in touch with reality. Um, you know, there's lots of ways, and a lot of therapists and coaches do things differently. My perspective is that um, the stories that we tell ourselves are distractions. What are we distracting ourselves from? And so part of what my work is as a therapist is often I'm trying to uncover kind of the emotional layout of the person um, and what informed those stories. So past hurts and past traumas that have kind of influenced them. So when you can heal some of that past stuff, there's no need to fill it. You know, there's no need. Your brain, your brain chemistry gets set up pretty early on and it wants to maintain a homeostasis. And so, you know, if it's an anxious kind of chemistry, it's going to seek out ways to do that. But if you can heal where that originated from, then you're going to disrupt it and create a new homeostasis. So that's kind of what I work with um, as a therapist. When I'm doing more coaching, which is a little bit more like present-minded kind of um, stuff that they're dealing with right now, what what are they trying to shift, we do a little bit more um, kind of this... Um, I call it parenting (laughs) where you talking to yourself and kind of like treating yourself like a small child actually. And what would you do if you had a small child who is like anxious to go down the slide, you wouldn't sit there and scream at them and say, get down the slide. You know, you would like say, all right, I know you're scared. I'm right here. What's the worst that can happen? You'll get to the end of the slide. I'm still going to be here. So we talk to ourselves in a loving, more compassionate way. Um, And I also teach some like mindfulness in terms of that. So again, those stories, they're taking us away from the present moment. They're taking us into this other reality that we're creating and keeping us from like right now. So grounding yourself, like feeling the earth beneath your feet. Like, where are you right now? This is the reality, not the stuff that's in your head. What do you think is like one of the biggest things that 
can hold people back. I mean, for me, I think it's just this whole conversation that we had about how careful we have to be with the media that we put into our minds. Mm-hmm. Is it is it recognizing that you have this family of origin and mm-hmm. then, and being okay with it and and then moving forward? I do think recognizing the family origin stuff is so powerful. Um, being okay with it, mm, maybe not. I I would say um, sometimes we've got to grieve it and be pissed about it. Mm. Um, and that's okay. And that's oftentimes what we're, we, we want to keep our family good. I mean, it's a biological instinct (laughs) because if, as, if we as children don't trust our parents, we can't live. We have to rely on them in order to survive in the world. And so we have to keep them good in some way. And so, um, we end up doing that as adults and it is okay to see the humanity of your family of origin and, you will come to a place of coming to terms with it and you may not like it, but understanding what it means for you and what you want to do differently. That's important. I think as adults, we, we don't give ourselves enough time to, to Mm. just have fun, to have a little moment of time to ourselves to that whole analogy of putting the oxygen mask on first before. So so taking care of yourself before taking care of others. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we talked about yesterday. Like you had this, even though you had this mindset of serving others, there was that breaking point and you had to kind of come yeah. back and recognize that you had to get back in touch with what mattered most to you as yeah. well. Yeah. I think about like even down to my morning routine now, for example, in my business and in my personal life, I come first, which kind of is funny being raised in the church, which was always like, you come last. <laughs> I was taught that. Um, mm. but in reality, like self-preservation is important so I can be a good mom and be a good business owner. So when I wake up, I do some things for me first and then I take care of my daughter. Of course, like if she needs something right then, yes, I'm there. But I have my little routine in the morning. Then I drop her off at preschool. And for my business, I don't go straight away to answer my email. I go into like a creativity mode. I spend an hour like thinking and dreaming and planning and kind of feeding my soul before I go to answer everybody else's needs in email and trainings and things like that. From the individuals that I've, I've spoke to and I've had on the show, including yourself, that seems to be one of the biggest themes is that we have to go back and feed ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. mentally. And yeah. if, you, if you just go into that reaction mode where you wake up and, and the first thing you do is check your email, check your Facebook, it is going to throw your entire day off because now you're you're looking to to solve everybody else's problems and you're, and you're you're not doing it on your time and in your schedule yeah. and 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 I and all of a sudden you do that and it's like where did they go it's, like, I, it's 4 p.m. already where did they go it's funny cuz i teach um my coaching clients um i you d- can't access facebook on my phone um <laughs> i have it blocked i have my news feed blocked because for me i get like, why are we even on there? I mean, yes, we connect with people, but people I really want to connect with, I'll direct message and then I'll get on the phone with them or Skype them. You know, like I can get like lost in this sinkhole of comparisonitis and, you know, thinking <laughs> it's like... It's definitely a sinkhole. It's a black hole. 
It is. And so I have, I like installed all sorts of safeguards. I'm like a little baby, but, but it, it works. Like if I find myself spending too much time on it, I block it off. And same with like games on my phones. And it's like, yes, I like to have fun, but I like to do like soulful fun. Not like I don't want to deal with the world. I want to numb out fun. That's not, that's actually not fun. You know, sitting and playing Candy Crush to me is not fun. Um, going to the beach and playing at Legoland with my daughter, that's fun, you know, and I can't do that if I've got my nose in my phone. So what are, you know, just kind of ask yourself, what am I doing this for? <laughs> well, it's interesting coming from you because you're a mental health professional. And I that's an important point that you brought up because mm. these, as great as all these things are, having unlimited amounts of information at your fingertips, literally you can Google anything, mm-hmm. having having ridiculous amount of games from your phone and 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 never mm-hmm. the never ending feeds on mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram what they do is they can you know you can see some uh, beautiful things in them and you can connect with some yeah. great people but they also feed addictions they feed that yeah. addiction to to keep that's why they they know what they're doing on Facebook that's why it's yeah. you know that the notifications that 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 little yeah. that little jolt of uh Yes. of uh, dopamine that you get when you see the, the light light totally. up and and that's that's the problem too so it's i'm sure that's something that you chat with when when yeah. you're working with people yeah mm-hmm. i turn off all notifications on the phone and i tell my clients to do the same um there's like one app where i allow it but that's it <laughs> and so um that way i have to be intentional about how i'm spending my time and where i'm going now that to say like i know therapists that do, are in the like the gaming industry and they utilize that stuff to help people right, so i think there's right. a place for it but for me i just know my makeup and i can't um go there <laughs> i will waste time <laughs> forever <laughs> well so. I, I just had on uh, her name is margaret brown she is the she's the founder of a a few digital magazines one of them is podster and it's it's a, a digital magazine for podcasters and you could and you could discover some new podcasting out there and she's a reader she's a writer she's always been very into that world and something that we spoke about was just how do you teach kids how do you how do you guide children uh, mm-hmm. because it's not something it's it could be very effective in their life too because it's just something about like iPads and iPhones that's so intuitive to children that yes. their brain just lights up and they can learn things so quickly yeah so awesome. it's, yeah so it's not about like taking it away from them no it's it's showing them leading by example. Maybe they see you when you're reading a book through the Kindle app or they, they actually see you with a physical book reading and you're not always with your phone. So it's not about, I think so many people think, oh, I have to, I my kids are never allowed to use the iPad or they're never allowed to touch the, the phone. <laughs> it's just, it's all in moderation and what they, and that example that you're leading. Yeah. I had that idea until I was at a restaurant that took two hours and then I thought, here's the iPhone, sweetheart. (laughs) It's just too much to ask you to sit here this long at two years old or three years old, whatever it was. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think balance is, is kind of important and we all find our balancing point and it's different for every one of us. And so that's the other issue too, is that when you're on Facebook or whatever and you're looking at what other people are doing, they are different. They have a different story, different makeup different goals, different direction. You are you. You got to figure out you, you know? Right. And like you said, just sometimes allowing it and letting them use it. And it's it's what moves moves the, the world forward and, and moves in, ingenuity and, and thought. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at two-year-olds today, they're so smart. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy what they, what you know, the conversations you can have with a two-year-old because they're just, uh-huh. their minds are firing so fast today. It's unbelievable. Yes. 
So Kelly, I'd love for you to take a minute to just also talk about how you work with mental health professionals. There may be one that's listening right now. And I think Hmm. it's very interesting how you also counsel with other professionals. Yeah. So out of building my own private practice, I've formed a company with a business partner called ZinniMe. And through that, we teach um, primarily mental health professionals, but I also have speech pathologists, um, body workers, um, and some other service professionals um, that we work with. And how we teach them how to build a private practice that aligns with their lifestyle um, and doesn't like suck their life away, but instead helps them kind of find that balance and um, build a good income um, and make an impact in the world, but also in their own lives. And so I do a business school boot camp. I do intensives in my home. We have a conference we do uh, where we just people come and we take care of them and we work on their business for three days intensely. So I, I have a passion for helping professionals learn from my mistakes um, to not be burnt out by their mid-30s for them to, um, I believe there's longevity in this kind of work. And so giving them kind of the business skills, the marketing skills and all that to create a business that does last a lifetime. And it's powerful that you have had that experience of burnout because how can you teach others about how to get through burnout if you haven't yourself? And so I think it's, it was... It was in the moment when all that was happening, it was tough. But now you, just mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sharing my story, you're able to use that to, to leverage yes. to others about how they can, they can get through that. So that's really powerful. Yeah. Thank so, you. Kelly, I want to ask you one last question. We're, we're sure. at the end of the episode. If you were suddenly at the end of your life and you were reflecting on all that you have been through, mm. all that you've done, mm-hmm. all that you have created, what kind of impact would you want to be remembered for? Mm. Um helping people see what they are capable of in their life, helping many, 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 many people see that. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Simple and beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. So, Kelly, I want you know, I know we, we also touched upon at the end of, the, uh, of yesterday's episode, if anybody wants to reach out for your life coaching, they can go to kellyhigdon.com. And also, <laughs> for so if somebody is a mental health professional, yeah. how can they reach out to you for that information? Uh-huh. That's at zinnyme.com. Uh, Z as in zebra, Y, N as in Nancy, N as in Nancy, Y, M as in Mary, E.com. <laughs> awesome. I love the name. <laughs> I also great. have a whole lesson on how to pick a business name and what I learned from this terrible one. Spell <laughs> 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 it every time. But yeah, you'll never forget it, though. <laughs> no. Um, and you'll see Kelly and Miranda. That's my business partner. And yeah. Um, Come join us over there. We have over 15 hours of free training and uh, monthly webinars for free. So lots of uh, free digestible stuff to start with. Excellent. And then also, too, for anybody that's looking to maybe get some help, life coaching, if they head over to kellyhigdon.com also, what would they expect? Um, You're just going to find out some information about me and the different kind of packages. You'll see kind of where your money goes when you give it to me. It doesn't just come to me. I give back through some other organizations and um, you can book a one-time session or we could do a three-month kind of package soon. So come see if it's a good fit for you at kellyhigdon.com. Awesome. Awesome. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on these last two days. This was wonderful. Thank I love you. talking about this stuff and, yeah. and it's, it's, uh, 
it's it's a good reminder about te- I think television can be a big part of people's lives and mm-hmm. getting away from it <laughs> yeah can help a lot of us I think one of the the first things we can do is 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 kind of step away from television step away from social media I love that you, you alluded to how you you don't get those notifications on your phone and mm-hmm. it puts you back in the driver's seat I, and yes. I I started to do the same thing now like if I am going to check Facebook I check it at a certain few times throughout the day and, and I feel so empowered because I know I'm only going to be there for about 30 seconds or a minute I can take take a quick look at a few things and then I'm out yeah <laughs> you run away you're gone it's not all bad it's just right about right being intentional about yes, it yeah because then you're just looking at it mindlessly uh yeah. to to fill that dopamine shot in your brain and uh so it's it's definitely a lot of powerful stuff so kelly it's been wonderful thank you so much for coming on oh thanks for having me take care hey thank you so much for listening to this episode of the positivity effect I hope we stirred self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to PositivityEffects.com and support the show by making a purchase. During the month of May, just enter promo code LAUNCH and you will receive 10% off your order. If you haven't had a chance also, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. They mean the world and they help get the word out about the show. So thank you again for tuning in. See you tomorrow, guys, for another episode of The Positivity Effect.